Thanks for tuning in. I am Zach, and this is Podcast Junkie, a weekly bite-sized show that gives you a look into a new podcast each week. If you're looking to help further Podcast Junkie and support indie podcasts, don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcast junkie, or join our Discord community. The link to that is available at castjunkie.com, where I have a whole line of support indie podcast merch, Profits from the Patreon and merch sold all go back to support other people's podcast indie endeavors. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Podcast Junkie so that you can get the next episode as soon as it drops and rate and review us over on Podchaser or wherever you're listening to help us get our name out there. With that, let's get into this week's review. This week, we're covering a slew of genres wrapped up into a single woman named Sarah Jones. This week, we're discussing Laughing in the Dark. Laughing in the Dark is hosted by Sarah Jones, who is out of Portland, Oregon. Each episode, she visits a new haunted location, armed with the history and ghost stories of the place alongside a local comedian. Through each episode, she and the comedian guests tell jokes about the story of the location and share their personal stories of ghostly and eerie occurrences. So with that, let's take a quick listen and we'll be right back. So I said earlier, at one point, the prison was expanded to account for overcrowding and a new prison was built in 1934, about three miles away. Um, one of the residents of the new prison, Dale Otto Remling, was a con artist serving time at Jackson State Prison for passing bad checks and hijacking a truckload of nearly 400 hogs from a farmer in Nebraska. <laughs> a hardened criminal. Yeah, that's that's a rough dude. You gotta watch out for people with, the, with trucks full of hogs. He's got hella hogs in that truck. He's got tons of hogs. <laughs> in 1975, he attempted to escape the prison, and this is the coolest story. Okay, I'm ready. So, no, no stranger to prison escape. It was not the first time he'd escaped to prison, but I didn't go through all of those. This guy, you gotta look him up because he's rad. Dale Remling. So, no stranger to prison escape, Remling, from within these walls, somehow enlisted his partner to hijack a helicopter and land it directly in the prison yard. <laughs> His partner flew Remling 13 miles north to the town of Leslie, Michigan, where Remling then fled on foot. Now, hang on a second. So, yeah. so he, his friend got a helicopter. He was yeah. just like, hey, hey, Rusty, can you give me a helicopter? I need to yeah. get out of here. You know, well, like, it's like his partner in crime. So yeah. like he had been, like I said, he escaped prison multiple times. So this was just, I guess, one of his mastermind plans. I don't know how he did it, though, either. Like, probably passing notes outside. It's not like he had a cell phone. <laughs> like this right, is yeah, like... he went on the internet, you know, and sent an <laughs> yeah. email or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so then, um, yeah, he was arrested the following day at a bar in Leslie. Yeah, with no problem. Like Classic. They just, yeah, Classic. yeah. He, like, it said right. there was no, yeah, incident. I'm out. I'm getting a beer. Yeah, you know, he's of course, getting a beer. He a got caught. And he just was like, all right, you got me. Yeah, I did it. Uh, he then served a 20-year prison sentence in Marion, Illinois. Uh, he was released on September 13th of 1993 and spent the rest of his life in Bakersfield, California, dying on July 2nd of 1999. Huh. Huh. So at the time of this recording, tomorrow will be his 20-year death anniversary. 
You gotta pour one out for you, Dale. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing I was thinking about. Okay, so what is the worst thing that he did really, aside from breaking out of jail? Yeah. The worst thing he did was stealing a truck full of hogs, right? Well, no, he, I mean, yes, for his prison sentence in Jackson, but yeah, yeah. mainly, yeah, he he was. Like he didn't, did he kill anybody no, or anything no, like that? Or yeah, like, he had been in prison multiple times for just fraud and like money you know, schemes. I gotta be honest, you know. After, Good guy. After you pull pull a helicopter stunt like that, yeah, you gotta just be like, all right, you, you earned it. You win. You win. You win. <laughs> I know. You know, it's kind of like if you get to your driveway before the cop can pull you over, you should get out of the ticket. I, you know, I feel what? like we're just impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> Go ahead. You're all set. Have your beer. You're good. You're, you know what? <laughs> good for you. Actually, this one's on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, so exactly. Run. Yeah. <laughs> run, I know. Forest, run. I know. I think they should make a movie about him if they haven't already. He's a fan. I'm surprised they haven't. He's a fascinating yeah, dude. He's very fascinating. Actually, so when I was reading more about him, I read a comment on a story about Dale, and it says, Dale was my great grandpa. He was the best guy ever from what my mom told me. <laughs> he never had ill intentions, and as you can see, he was a total badass. Yeah. He's kind of a badass. I yeah, honest. total badass. Indeed. Was he, when we were upstairs, is he the picture of that like Jimmy Cagney looking dude that was like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Was he him. was the guy that I was like, oh, okay. we're going to talk about this that guy. That tracks. That yep. makes 100% sense. <laughs> That's him. All right. So the prison was overtaken by mobs of inmates on multiple occasions. The most severe riot took place in 1912 and lasted for about six days, though other sources say it lasted nearly two weeks. <laughs> Just, wow. Yeah. The first sign of trouble came when inmates started throwing plates at the walls of the dining hall. Huh. It had to finally be extinguished by the National Guard, but not before the death of several inmates and guards. Residual sounds can sometimes be heard that are believed to be from this and other smaller riots. That's what you get when you, when you have the Blues Brothers show up and play a concert at your, at your jail. <laughs> it's just, shit goes wrong. It goes bad. <laughs> Actually, oh, we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think like imagining what those residual sounds might be. Right. I don't know if it's like plates being thrown or people yelling maybe. Hey, that or, was my cake or something. Like, yeah, no, it's like, probably whatever, that. So. <laughs> That's what people hear all the time. That's hey, my that, cake. That was my cake. Don't That's... be mean. <laughs> hey, boop-a-doo. Yeah. In April of 1952, two maximum security prisoners overpowered a prison guard and used his keys to release other inmates. The thing I love about this show is that though Sarah does have a script, Sarah does an incredible job playing off the guest comedian and the history of the location to keep you engaged. She also does mini episodes every once in a while where a caller will actually get the call in and tell their story about ghostly hauntings or even the paranormal activity that they've experienced around them. But with any other call-in show, there are some guests that don't live up to the hype. Though, Sarah does an incredible job steering them back around and gets it all redeemed in the very end of the episode. Sarah has done an incredible job covering buildings and locations around the Portland, Oregon area that even some of us locals didn't know all that well. Speaking of locations, Sarah has been traveling around the United States and talking about moving to California, so it's been very interesting listening to her episodes in Chicago, Michigan, Washington State, and California, along with others I'm sure I've missed. Some of the best parts of this show are the unscripted moments that happen when the guest comedian has some knowledge of the location of the week and Sarah and them can play off of each other to make a comedic twist about the haunted location while also getting deep into the history of it. So if you're really looking for a haunting story, 
history, or creepy stories, look no further than Laughing in the Dark. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy listening to Laughing in the Dark, or any other podcast we've previously covered, which can all be found wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. You can find us at Cast Junkie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so follow me, won't you? I'll be posting links to this show and all others we cover on them. Have a podcast suggestion? Send them to us at castjunkie.com and we'll add it to the list. Until next week, don't forget to binge all the podcasts we've been highlighting.